All right, everybody. Welcome back to Grindstone Adventures. Uh, this is podcast episode number nine, and today I have a buddy that was introduced to me by a previous guy that was on the show, Nick Thomas. It's his uh, friend from high school that in- he introduced me when we went to spring break in North Carolina. Um, his name's Evan Maley. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, he's got an awesome dog, just like Nick does. So I'm sure that'll be brought up at some point. Um, but uh, bear with us. We're trying out a new uh, podcast setup. Um, I was having personal issues the way things were starting to sound in my other setup. So like I said a couple episodes ago, this one's a, this is a whole learning process until you know I'm making millions of dollars and this being like Joe Rogan 2.0. Um, so with that, how you doing, Evan? I'm living the dream, man. Living the dream. Just chilling, working, hunting, fishing, golfing. That's pretty much my lifestyle. That is the lifestyle I would love to live right now. <laughs> yeah, it's golf season right now until turkey season comes around. And then yeah. Getting into that, and then back into golf. I would love to be golfing, like I said before we started, but you know there's a lot of snow out on the ground right now, so I got to wait a little longer. Plus, I need new drivers because I broke a driver last time I went golfing. Yeah, dude, me and drivers don't get along. I, w- I didn't do anything to break it intentionally. I did a Happy Gilmore, and it fuck it fucking snapped the tip of the head off <laughs> and sent it flying into the the pond that we were on by the course in Columbus, and unfortunately the the head of the golf club went further than the golf ball did. Yeah, but uh, last year I broke my number one driver that I I loved that day. I had it for like five years. Broke that, and then this year I just snapped my three wood in half over my knee. So, uh, oh man, playing against sports is calling my name here pretty soon. So I've been playing. Uh, I just got a driver last year. A brand new driver, so hopefully I've been trying not to slam that thing. But <laughs> me, my, I'm trying to work on my anger issues. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. More than anything. Dude, <laughs> I smacked. I snapped my uh, three wood off last summer too. I, I was pissed. I like. I made a bad shot, but uh, it was workable, and I was just kind of like. I had the end, the grip in my hand. I was kind of just like walking it like a walking stick with a little bit of pressure to watch the fiberglass bow a little bit, but not too much where I would worry I would snap it and. I smacked the top of one of the trash cans at the, you know, the tee boxes on like hole eight, and it just snapped right off. And I was like, "What the fuck was I doing?" No, I know that feeling, dude. Like I wasn't even playing bad that day. That's the thing. Like I shot a forty, I shot like a forty-seven in the front nine, in the back nine. Man, I had I had a buddy of mine. He he's been going through some stuff, and I'll I've uh. You know, like I, I always love this dude, but he texted me, basically just befriended me right in the middle of my golf plan. And I was like, man, it just pissed me off. So I just took all my anger out. I sliced the three wood into the woods, and I double bogeyed the past three holes, and I literally just took it over my knee and cursed, cursed <laughs> the world out. That's why you got to leave but, your phone on silent mode when you're out there on the course. <laughs> yeah, I'll never, I'll never look at my phone again. I didn't, I'll never look at my phone again. I gotta go so, golfing with you and Nick. Dude, I, you know what's funny? I've never golfed with Nick before. Really? I've never golfed with Nick. I I golfed a little bit in high school, but I got big into golf when I got done with baseball. Like it, like right after baseball season, I golfed like once or twice, and then I played like a mid summer league. And then that summer, while playing baseball still and just working, 
I played around with golf, and then all of a sudden, I was, it was an everyday thing. Like, not an everyday thing, but like an every weekend thing. And I just, I told the team I was supposed to play for again, I said, yeah, I'm not playing anymore. I said, I got in the golf. So I just started getting big in the golf. Uh, but thing is, you know, I'll probably start playing with those boys up north here pretty soon. Uh, we're thinking about heading up north and living up there, but we're not sure yet. Uh, we were just thinking about it. Um, but hell, I might be playing a lot more golf up there. So, yeah, we're definitely going to have to get together and play around. That sounds good to me. You know, I, I've talked to you a couple times about I'm kicking some ideas around about moving down there to where it's warm most of the year. But, you know, I, I do have family up in Ohio that I, I kind of want to be close to also. But I don't know. I got I got till October to figure it out. So. Well, yeah, that's the thing with me, man. You know, I've been gone. Let's see. I graduated in 15. And right after graduation in August, I uh, picked my things up and moved down here and played baseball. At, um, at a two-year school, and I was there for three years, if that tells you something. So, I was <laughs> at a two-year school for three years. So, um, <laughs> that's all right. I found, yeah, I found my uh, lovely girlfriend who gets on my nerves at the time, but I still love her to death. And uh, Who still kind of intimidates yeah. me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she, you, remember, you remember when she tried to get us to uh, make that, uh, that stupid... A uh, hairdressing thing upstairs. Yeah, like a vanity or, or something, and we were all so messed up. When we, didn't we get back from the bar that night? And yeah, she we, asked us. Yeah, yeah, we were we were not we weren't a hundred percent focused. And guess what? That thing is still sitting how we left. No way. Like I remember, I was talking a huge game. I was like, "Oh, I'll get that thing together. No worries." And then like Nick, <laughs> Nick has the video to this day, and he sends it to me every year of like it's just a video of me in my Muskingum football hoodie and you can clearly see I'm not there mentally and you and Blair are trying to convince me to go put it together and how challenging it is and I'm like I got this or whatever and <laughs> <laughs> we, we went up there we, we looked at the directions the directions were like in Chinese or some foreign language that we couldn't understand and then we couldn't we couldn't even get the parts together, man. I I lose out there. I laughed that whole entire weekend y'all were here, and we were drunk from the time y'all got here that night to the time y'all left. And yeah, it was, it was a great weekend. You should have came down with us the following weekend in twenty twenty. I I don't know what I was doing. I think I don't remember what I was doing, but I, I was probably I was probably working at the factory. I was working at the factory still, so. I was either on afternoons or midnights, and then I don't know if I don't know what happened, but I probably just didn't know about it, or or I didn't have time off. Probably didn't have time off. That's probably what it was. I Wait, twenty twenty. Yeah, about I when? Think what what month in twenty twenty? Oh, dude, I don't even remember. I think it was like July. Okay, I I'd say there's I a. I did go with my ex to Hilton Head that summer at some point, so I may have been in South Carolina. Or, you know, saving up my vacation to do that. I don't remember. Yeah. That was a long, was a long time ago. But, yeah, that was a good time. But you, when you and Nick came down here, man, we had, that was one, that was one hell of a weekend too, dude. I'll never forget that weekend. That was fun. I remember the second morning, or, well, it was the first morning we were there right after we had, because uh, the first night we got there, we went to that bar and, like, the first thing we did was order three towers of beer. And I don't remember how much we all drank, but like we got back from the bar and we just kept drinking. And you'd come out of the 
your bedroom or something like that and you looked over at me and I had just woken up looked over at you and I I was still pretty drunk and he asked me something along the lines like how you doing this morning and I just I said hold on a second reached over grabbed the beer from last night finished it set back down I was like better now I said this dude's a different breed Nick <laughs> I said this dude's a different breed I've never seen that happen dude that's it I was a I was a hell of a drinker in college put it that way like I don't think I've ever drank as much as, like, ever thought about drinking as much as what I did when I was in college. Dude, I can't do it no more, dude. I, I, I don't like do it I anymore. Said, like, we were talking, like, we were talking uh, before the podcast, dude, like, Friday night. I don't even feel like I drank that much. I had probably about seven to, seven to eight Natty Lights and two Vegas bombs, and I woke up the next morning and wanted to just roll over in my grave. That, that was the problem right there. You had... Some natties. I bet you had the splatties the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that was an awesome night, weekend. Yeah, and the one thing I did love about um, NC is the moonshine. So I had some of that too. So yeah, well, moonshine's a that's a different animal. Yeah, I love it too. I love it. Yeah, I love, I'm, it, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm trying to get a hold of some as much as I possibly can. I mean, I quit drinking, but you know, have moonshine on the shelf. That that's like a culture thing. Like, hey, look at my de- my decoration. I could drink it if I want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the uh, all mason jars up there. My decoration. Yeah. Like me and moonshine, man. Yeah, I I had I some. Uh, I got from a someone down in Marietta. They gave me a quart of uh, apple pie, told me I didn't even have to pay for it. They said they just wanted me to taste it, see how I liked it, and uh, and then let them know. And I took it back to my uh, family, and I gave it to them after I, I... I mean, I tasted it. It tasted like legit apple pie. Um, but something something about it didn't really click on moonshine for me. It was like, I don't know, man. This, this doesn't feel too potent. Took it back to my uncle and my aunt my family at Butcher and they drank and they're like yeah that's just flavored Everclear and they're like they did a good job with it though <laughs> I was like oh damn dude you got, you got rigged you got robbed well I got it for free though so oh yeah I mean, so you didn't really get robbed you just got robbed of the actual it being big shot basically right but man I didn't realize you quit drinking yeah I, I quit drinking just before New Year's like um shit went down um some stuff I'll say off the air um, and then uh, I started hitting a bottle pretty hard like I didn't drink liquor in two years and shit went down I I was drinking bottles of Crown again like I was in college like daily is kind of like I used to be able to drink Crown and be able to bounce back next day and do it all over again I, st- I probably could have but I didn't want to know what my body feel like but there's three different weeks where I did it and I say that, but the problem is it was just one day each week of those three weeks where I'd just sit down casually and then like an hour and a half, two hours later, that bottle's gone. And I don't remember much of the night afterwards. And I wake up and I'm like, what the hell? Like the one night over Thanksgiving, I woke up and last thing I remember was playing cards with my mom, dad, and my sister. And I woke up and I'm in my underwear in the middle of the living room and I'm like, where, does she, where the hell are my clothes? <laughs> and then... They told me I'd brush my teeth and everything went to bed while they were still playing cards. And I was like, huh. Well, I mean, at least I was, you know, 
decent enough to remember to brush my teeth. <laughs> and then the next time, uh, I forget what I was doing with it, but I drank, oh, it was Christmas. I drank an entire bottle of Crown again at Christmas. Well, the day before Christmas, and then I was in search for another bottle the next day. And thankfully, I couldn't find any stores open. And then I went to my buddies, and I was playing cards while their boy, they just put their boy down to sleep. He's less than a year old or just over a year. It was just us three playing cards casually in like a Tuesday night or something like that. And I grabbed their bottle of Crown Vanilla, and I didn't have a chaser, didn't have a mixer, and I just polished that bottle off in the hour and a half we were playing cards. Yeah, so then I kept getting sick, too, and I don't know why. Like, for two years, I hardly ever got sick, and I was like, man, what the heck is going on? And I was like, you know what? The only thing that's really changed is I started drinking really heavy again. So I cut out the alcohol uh, right before New Year's because I got sick right before New Year's. I didn't even get to go to a New Year's party because of it. And I haven't drank since, and I haven't gotten sick since. Well, that's good, man. I don't blame you, dude. I, would, I need. I probably need to stop, slow down myself too. I mean, we're getting, we're getting older. We're getting older. We are, uh, you know, we're getting that that lifestyle where we, we're about to be. We're all, we're all getting to that age, man. We're probably time to start slowing down and hangovers last two days now. And, yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I can't binge drink like I used to. Like, man, dude, like back in college and summer ball and stuff, we'd go. Uh, we'd go party the night before and. We drink, we drink a half gallon of freaking Admiral Nelson, the cheapest stuff we can find, and wake up and go play freaking 18 innings or go play freaking 15 innings that next day um, and be perfectly fine the whole day and then go do it again the next night. But now I can't even – hell, I can't even do – I can't even go to the grocery store the next day when I'm hungover. <laughs> I know that feeling. Like, I remember my freshman year of college, like, we'd go out and, you know, we'd – would be we'd go to the Saturday game or whatever for those who dressed and stuff for college ball and next day or that night we get back win or lose muskies booze was the saying and I'd go out partying Saturday night after the game freshman year you know I I played only a few games with varsity I most of the time I just dressed and then uh, Sunday was JV games and we had to be up bright and early on a bus to travel or something like that. And I'd go out party my ass off the night before and go out and play hungover the next day. And I was a pretty good player when I was hungover. It just, you know, you combine the Monday blues with your body just hurting from football all day. And then you're hungover still because you never gave your body time to heal. It was just worse. <laughs> but it was crazy how we could do it. it it's, yeah, we were... Uh... Like basically, like I like to say, freak of natures. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're definitely uh, built different when you're from Ohio. Yeah, built different, and when you're twenty, when you're nineteen to twenty-three, it's a lot easier to do. Oh yeah. Lot, and we're and we're sitting here talking like we're damn forty-five when we're twenty-five. And I know. <laughs> the one thing about it too is like when we were partying hard like that stuff in college and a couple years after college, like. You never really thought about it because it, it just seemed like it, you'd always have the money for it and you just go out and get drunk, not worry about money. And then now we're sitting there like, man, I, I got this X amount of dollars I can spend and I don't want to get too hurt. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm a three beer limit or something like that. And that, it's wild how, I mean, I know why, because the more you drink, the more it costs. But I always tell people, you know, if you're going to drink, be a lightweight because it's cheaper. 
it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper to be a lightweight than it is to be a freaking heavyweight. Yeah, I, but, I can't believe, like, my mentality in college was, like, I wanted to be the heaviest drinker on campus, and by, like, junior, or sophomore through the end of junior year, senior year, I kind of, like, relinquished the title because I, I had slowed down a little bit, but not, not enough to, like, you know, completely put myself out of the game, but, like, you've seen me bong a beer on video, and I could shotgun just you as fast. Nick, you and Nick freaking, uh, freaking pint, pint race, like, freaking five times in a row, back to back to back. Y'all kept pint racing, you kept beating his ass, and, uh, <laughs> he kept, he kept challenging you still. Yeah, he's still pretty bad at that. But, uh, uh, I gave it A for effort. Oh, yeah, like, that, that was just... I don't know what my head made me go into college thinking, like, I'm going to become the biggest drinker on campus and hold my alcohol best. Because that definitely turned into, like, a heavy addiction. But, you know, I wouldn't have learned a lot of lessons that I learned to help me become who I am without doing all that crap. Yeah. But, uh... I'm the same way. We need to... I think it's time for me to start slowing down because, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I say I need to slow down, but then next weekend comes and I'm freaking drinking all the time. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, dude. Like, what I've learned about getting older is I can get up at 9 o'clock and start drinking and drink all day. But if I get into my bed at 8 o'clock from drinking all day, I won't have a hangover next morning. But on a Friday night after work, I go to the bar. I go to the bar and I'm at the bar till 1130. I'm drinking from only 8 to 1130, just hammering them. I'll wake up with a hangover, but if I just if I just drink all day, like Vince drink all day, yeah, I don't wake up with a hangover. It's the weird. It's the weirdest thing, dude. It's yeah. the weirdest. The bodies aren't as resilient as what they used to be. No, no, but, I don't know. Uh, I don't get it either. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a lifestyle I can't live anymore. But I'm grateful for the lessons it's taught me. The lessons it's taught you and great memories too, buddy. Oh yeah. Well. Memories that I've been told and memories I can remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, exactly. That was a hell of a way to start this off. Yeah, well, yeah, well, <laughs> straight, in, straight in that, basically us being alcoholics back in the day. Oh, I know. Like, most of the people that probably listen to this already know I was a big alcoholic, but uh, now they know you were one too and probably yeah. think Nick was one. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah uh, probably still is. So, uh, give us a little bit about yourself. Like, what you played baseball. So, uh, tell us about a little bit about that. Well, I uh, I grew up loved playing baseball. You know, my dad, my uncle, they both played college baseball down here in the south. They both went to Glen Oak and played. Then uh, they both came. To, they went to Florida and played at two year schools, and then they moved on to D one. D1 schools in the south still so I always grew up wanting to do the same thing as them following their footsteps and uh, I got the opportunity to uh, come down here and play at a school in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina called Wake Tech and uh, I played my freshman year which was probably the most fun year of my life dude we uh, I actually got a I actually got a buddy that's in that's in the major leagues right now that uh, he's pitching for the Angels he uh he was on that team with us our freshman year. My freshman year, he was a sophomore, but we we literally that team best team I ever played for, one of the best teams I ever played for, I should say. And uh I mean dude, we literally 
our coach, our coach, he did, he 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 knew what he was doing. But every practice, we just air squat scrimmage. We air squat scrimmage each other, freaking Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then go out on or go out Friday, Thursday, Friday nights. Then go out Saturday and kick everybody's freaking ass, and then do the same thing on Sunday. And we just we just were we were just a bunch of kids who didn't care, who didn't care really. And uh, yeah. That was fun. That was that was most fun. Then my sophomore year, I got into the partying mode really hard. <laughs> my freshman year, I, I partied. I partied a little bit, but I was more focused on baseball and trying to play. But then my sophomore year, I came in and just I just partied. I just partied hard, and and I showed because I got on. Um, it, it's funny because you know I I wasn't eligible to play baseball, and then. Um, it was so bad, dude, that uh, right before I met Blair, I got called into my counselor's office to schedule classes for the next year. And he's like, do you realize you're on academic probation? I said, uh, no. <laughs> and he, he's like, dude, I, like, yeah, you're on academic probation. Dude. This is pretty serious. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I like I didn't know. And, like, I, dude, this is when I was – because I wasn't playing ball in the spring, dude. I was freaking I, – I didn't have class on Friday. And so I was drinking every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, doing this, doing that, you know, smoking dope and just didn't have care in the world about freaking school or nothing else but myself and found myself in home. And oh, yeah. then I met Blair. She got my shit together. So Crazy how girls do that. Yeah, so I um, – you know, I love her for that. And, you know, she helped me out a lot my next year, my third year come around, and I got – I had to take summer classes and pass those from – well, I paid my sister to do it, but <laughs> got that done. Got that done. You know, school's not my thing, man. I couldn't, I can't do school. That's why uh, – it, it was always hard for me to do school. It's just, you know, I have – you know, I'm severe ADHD and – I got really bad dyslexia, and you know, it's been in school. We just never got along, and um, I just my, after my third year of baseball, I was so nervous I couldn't even play baseball. I mean, I, I was playing obviously, but it just it just was something always in the back of my head where I wasn't performing at my best level. So I didn't, you know, that spring of my third year was really tough for me. Yeah, and then now I right after that I. Found a job at a beer company, and now I'm now I'm here. Four years later, you still with that company? Good. Yeah, I'm still with the company. No kidding. Still, still, yeah, still doing the same thing. Uh, well, now actually, because well, I think when you came down here, I was cleaning beer lines for restaurants. Now I'm now I'm selling beer into grocery stores. So. Yeah, I think you were. Uh, I I don't remember, but I remember you woke you were like I I thought you were wearing like a, a UPS uniform the one day when. <laughs> yeah, because I had to. I had, we had to have them black pants on, and I had like a black pullover. And yeah, I, it did look like I worked for UPS for yeah. a second, <laughs> or FedEx, whatever one. So, uh, but, um, was your school like a JUCO? Yeah, it was a two-year school. It was a it was a community college, uh, JUCO, whatever you want to call it. Okay. But, uh, what position did you play? I played outfield. Uh, see, I played in high school. I played center. Um, and then in college, I got moved to right. Well, I started off and left, and then they moved me to right. And then my uh, 
last year playing, I got play, I was playing in the left field, so okay. I played all over the place in the outfield. Is it is it true what they say when you go to right field, your career goes to die? <laughs> no, 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 that ain't true. Actually, you know what's funny though? They say that, but right field is the one with the freaking canyon who can throw the farthest and throw the hardest. So okay, that's 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 hilarious that uh, they say that. So I say that to I say that to Zernico a lot. When I see you, you're in right field, you sorry bastard. Yep. I mean, when I played baseball, like, I played, last year I played baseball seventh grade. I, me and baseball never really got along. My hand-eye coordination was not good enough to hit the ball. So what I would do is I'd crowd the plate and try and tick off the pitcher because um, I was always told pitchers don't like when people crowd their plate. So I would do it intentionally, and I would just lean into pitches all day long. And what was crazy is it would work, and I had one of the best on-base averages of my team seventh grade because <laughs> you got hit every chance yeah i would lean in to every pitch that i possibly could i mean it would end up at points you know it, it backfired where i got hit directly in the elbow right on the tip of it and that that hurt a lot obviously but i mean it was it, it was that, cool that hurts dude when you get hit in the elbow so as i was saying earlier my buddy he's in the he's in the league and uh we were in a squad scrimmage, and he went to the University of Wilmington, North Carolina, okay. and pitched over there. So he, uh, they, the scouts were there to see him one day at Wake Tech, and of course I'm batting like second or third in an inter squad scrimmage, and he's pumping 92 to 94, and he hit me right in the back of my elbow. Oh my goodness! And yeah, it, it left a tattoo on me for about two months. Uh, I'm sure it did. That oh, that would that would hurt. I'm, yeah, that stuff, that 92, 94 straight to the freaking elbow, that ain't fun. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad my pitch to my elbow was seventh grade when kids were struggling to throw 60 mile an hour. <laughs> but I was a first baseman and a left fielder. I mean, I was like a Swiss Army knife. They used me wherever they needed me because, you know, I mean, it's, what was it, G League or something like that? So it's like everybody can play everywhere except for the catchers typically a little heftier so they don't get moved around a whole lot. But yeah, I, I could not hit the ball to save my life. But when I would connect with it, I would rip the suckers. It was just like you know, every one out of ten pitches or at, at bats, I would even come close to hitting the ball. But I, I always was a better track athlete. I was able to run. Able to run. You should just you should just start butting and running. Kind of butt down third base line and run. Well, the problem with butting and running is I'd be halfway down the line in my brain. So when the pitch get there, I'd be looking at first base and not where the ball is, and I'd miss. <laughs> I, I was just not good at baseball, but I I enjoyed playing when I did. Like my brother thought he was good, and I don't know, he might have been. Um, I never really watched any of his games after I quit playing, and he ended up getting cut in high school. But I mean, Carrollton was it, it was all politics basically. No matter what sport you were in, minus like track and a couple other sports, but. Yeah, the, the high school politics of there, that area was just bad. But, uh, I feel that, dude. I, I feel like that's not just over there, too. I feel like that's a, in a lot of places. I feel like politics are bad. Yeah. You know, I, and what makes me really more mad about high school sports is that everybody wants you to just play one sport, focus on one sport. And that's not when, good. No, you need to go out and enjoy, enjoy what you can. Right. And play every sport that you can because number one, you play one sport your whole life all year round, you're gonna get blown out or burnt out of it. Not blown out. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get burnt out of it. And 
that's number one. Number two, you play multiple sports. That that works muscles that you didn't even know you had. Right. It help you with your one sport that you're going to go play in college. So, Like they say uh, in Ohio State, I mean, it comes out more because of the receivers and how good Ohio State's receivers are. But they, they recommend football players run track because it creates that acceleration, that, that speed and stuff. Uh, yeah. Crap like that. But. I mean, I'm not no receiver. I was defensive back, so I was used to getting burnt. But, I mean, <laughs> I played football up till my senior year in high school, and then I went and played soccer in the fall of my senior year. And my track season senior year, I exploded. Like, I was faster, more conditioned, could run longer. And, like, it benefited me. And if I wouldn't have played soccer, I mean, I probably wouldn't have the same benefits even playing football because – you know, that's a totally different sport, and I'd probably be bulking up because in high school I was a linebacker. But yeah. in soccer, I was running miles a day. So when track rolled around, I was in so much, like, my shape was so good I could run for hours without getting tired. I can't do yeah, that so, now. But Yeah, you're in shape and ready to roll. See, that's what I messed up in. See, my senior year, you know, my junior year, I just decided to play football in high school. I dialed a blue, just decided to play. I don't know why to this day why I wanted to play, but I I played. And then my um, senior year, I decided to quit basketball and focus on baseball that winter. And, you know, I kind of wish I would have just played. You know, me and the coach, me and the coach didn't really get along either. So that's, that's the reason why I really didn't play basketball. But, you know, I come baseball season, you know, I didn't really – that winter, I just saw myself slacking more than what I really would have if I was playing basketball. So I wish I would have played basketball just to stay in shape and to, and to keep playing, you know. And right. I, that's one of my high school is just not even trying, you know. Even though if I would have probably sat the bench, I probably should have just played anyways. But yeah, I, I would have sat the bench too. I was horrible at basketball. <laughs> but I, if I could, you know, recommend to kids in high school like go play whatever you want to play don't don't worry about it if you're good or bad just go out and play man have, go have fun with your friends have fun with your friends too you know and that's that's and that's the thing you know me and nick thomas we were best you know we were always good friends growing up right um we were, i mean i was friends with him since uh i think we played screaming eagles together for a couple years and our parents were always friends so we were always good friends and then my junior year, when we when I decided to play football and, you know, him and Zarek were on the team, we got really close then. That's when we got really, really tight. So, yeah, I'm glad I made a lot of friends during football, and and that's the, the friends that I'll have for a lifetime. So, oh, yeah. You know, I'll, uh, you know, that's, I'll never, never not regret ever playing football because I loved, I loved every second of it, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know what made me play, but I decided to play, and I was, I was okay at it. So, <laughs> yeah, but. football is uh, one of those sports. Like, if you can learn the game and understand how it works, you can be good at it. You don't have to have that natural ability because otherwise, I would have been dog crap at football. Yeah, you don't have to exactly. As long as you're fast, as long as you're fast, and you can see a football, you're you're pretty much you're set. Was, you can run out, got hold the football. It was crazy though. Like I couldn't catch football to save my life when I needed to. Oh, really? That's why you're a DB. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got there's a clip on my Instagram because I don't have any of my film left at all. Like after freshman year of college, and I uh, I stopped playing because of my concussions. Um, they wiped the film 
from my profile. So there's no film on me playing football whatsoever anymore, except for on my my Instagram. And that's probably because I don't have my huddle login either, because I probably have them saved on my huddle personality, but the Muskingum football team from 2015-16 season probably doesn't. But I, I, I was finally got the technique down, and like this quarterback threw the ball, and like I'd seen it coming, and instead of trying to catch it, I just like swatted it, and I remember getting up and thinking, "Heck yeah, I finally did the job correctly," and got them off the field, go over to the coach, and coach was like, "Hey, next time, why don't you get the other hand up there and try and catch it?" And I'm like, "Damn it, he's right." But I would have definitely been made fun of for having brick hands if I would have tried. <laughs> I would have told coach, be like, "Well, coach, I didn't think that far ahead." I need how to catch it. <laughs> I probably did say something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, most of my coaches knew in college. A um, couple of GAs, they were only a few years older than me. But I'm like, my first day in pads at Muskingum, like, all the coaches came to realize that, you know, when they moved me to the secondary, put me at safety, that, like, I was not a covered safety. I was a safety, but. He came downhill, punished receivers that run across the middle, and I came up and hit lineback- or running backs as hard as I possibly could. Yeah, you were uh, you're a hit stick machine, huh? Well, I was. Tr- I tried to be. I mean, I, I didn't play varsity fresh or freshman year as a safety. I played varsity on kickoff and uh, kickoff return. So I was a special team stud. We put it that way. There you go. That's hey, that's better than nothing, man. Yeah, a lot I mean, of people don't. A lot of people don't get to even see the field the freshman year. Yeah, like I dressed every single game of varsity except for the very last game and one game in the middle because I had an injury in my leg. Um, but I there's an NCAA rule, I guess. Unless you make playoffs, you're only allowed to play in ten games a year, whether that's JV or varsity. And my freshman year, I played twelve games: six varsity and six JV. So I got oh, wow. some extra snaps. I mean, I think at one point I counted my tackles on JV, and like, I'm not gonna say nothing bad against the linebackers for JV, but because they're friends of mine, it's just they they weren't as talented or didn't understand the concepts of the football at that time. I don't I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. But I just don't know what went on and stuff. But I I made probably close to 50 tackles in six games as a safety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like your linebackers did need a little bit of work. No disrespect <laughs> <Right>. to anybody. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not going to take nothing away from them. They, they put in no. just as much work as me, but there's no reason a safety should have around 10 to 11 tackles a game. Yeah. I agree, I agree with that. I agree with that. But, you uh, know, it probably did help get me on varsity a little bit, though, too. Oh, yeah, you're just headhunting. Oh, yeah. Oh, headhunting. Man, I miss playing sports so bad. Dude, you know what? I do, I do too. You know, I just started. I got a buddy that plays for Duke, uh, Duke baseball, so I've been going to their games um, a lot over the weekend, and I actually just got done watching their first game against Virginia. And, uh, you know, I walked in there a couple weekends ago, and I looked, and I saw – uh, they were playing Virginia Institution of Military or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, they are playing. Duke was playing them, and this dude comes in, and he's throwing 92 to 94. And I looked back at my buddy's dad, and I said, either I haven't seen a live baseball game or that dude's freaking humming it in there. And 
I mean, he, he was humming it in there, but I mean, it just, it just, I'm like, man, I really miss this stuff so yep. much. I miss being out there, but guess what? I love golf, and <laughs> I, I wouldn't change that for the world. I, I just wish I could play for free and not have to spend freaking 40 to $50 every time to go play. Yeah, and say so it's going to be a challenge for me this summer. I've never golfed sober, so we'll see yeah. how that goes. Well, and here's my problem with golf, man. First two holes, I'm stiff, I'm not loose, and I'm nervous. So after my second or third beer, I get loose. I call it my swing. Excuse me. I call it my swing loop. And then after the so third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh hole, I'm best best plan. And then after that freaking sixth or seventh beer going into the ninth hole, I'm trashed the rest of the way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trashed the rest of the way. That's what that's what kills my score is the first two holes. Or, you know, every once in a while I have a good first two holes, but it's it's that back nine that kills me. Yep. It's the back nine that kills me because I just start getting too hammered. And yep. Once I start getting too hammered, I want to keep drinking and – it's not, uh, yeah, I know. I didn't slow down on my drink when I'm golfing. Hell, you might even come out playing a lot better than what you used to. Maybe, I don't know. We're gonna. It's going to be an experiment to try. I know last summer I went golfing with two of my buddies, and like before we hit the golf course, we were waiting on one of them to show up. So me and the other guy were in at the bar drinking already, and it's like in the middle of July, and it's like 95 degrees outside, and this golf course in Carrollton has like no shade. And oh. I knew about it because I played the course like three or four times, but I just didn't give a shit or something. So we're in there and I'm smacking beers left and right, and you know everybody. Most of the older people that go golfing, they don't hide beer in their car, and then whenever they go to load their clubs, load their golf bag up with a dozen beer or so. And the guy shows up. We go up to the car, and I, I got this massive beer bag that I stole from a different golf course a while back. And I load that sucker up, cooled, cold Coors Light, and by hole four, I was already halfway out of like a dozen, or a 12 pack. So I'm like six plus from what I bought, plus whatever I drank in the bar in the building. And we got to the back nine, and we were all three drunk as fuck. And I was like, man, this is not going well. We pulled up to the clubhouse. I went to go get more beer, came back out. We got two more holes into the course, and then. I looked at the guys and was like, you guys even want to play anymore? Like, I'm fucked up, and I need to go sit in some AC quick. And they're like, dude, we've been waiting on you to quit. And I was like, why didn't you say anything? We could have been in the clubhouse drinking an air conditioning like a half hour ago. Oh, uh, yeah, I know, that, I know that feeling, dude. Me and my buddy one time, we uh, it was just me and him, and uh, we went – we went to this golf course and now in the middle of July here I mean it, it literally is it's 95 degrees with like 110% like humidity and it's hot and it's so we're out there and I'm pretty sure like by the ninth hole we both have like 12 feet like we went through a freaking 24 pack dude and we are <laughs> we're looking at each other on the 12th 13th hole and we're like, do you feel anything? Like, do you feel drunk? He said, no. Nah. I was like, neither do I. So, dude, we, because we were sweating so bad, we were just sweating everything out. Yep. While we were playing the whole time, we were just sweating everything out. So, we challenged ourselves just to shotgun, shotgun a beer after every hole. <laughs> plus, 
plus keep drinking what we're drinking. So, dude, we because he brought he he brought eighteen pack and I brought a twenty four pack, dude. We counted. We drank between the two of us. I'm pretty sure we drank like thirty six to like thirty eight beers. Oh and my! I, dude, I tried to still. I tried to pull out of the golf course, and you know my big you know my big ass truck that I got. Yeah. Um, I pulled out of this golf course, dude. Jam windows down, jamming, and I look. I'm turned around, and my freaking front end's going into the ditch, dude. <laughs> Not even out of golf. So what did I do, dude? I just freaking, I freaking started flooring it, and it <laughs> freaking got it up out of the ditch, jumped back on the road, and just took off down the road. Yeah, that never. This is why I'm done drinking, dude. Yeah, like. <laughs> I can't say I'm done drinking, but it probably ain't gonna happen. But I won't get like that again. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, I gotta go uh, golfing with you. It's a fun time, dude. I love golfing. I love golfing. I'm working on my anger issues, but yeah, so I am I. So am I. Dude, I punched I myself in the face a couple weeks ago. I was like irritated about it after the fact and. It was stupid because it was nothing I could control, but I got so mad over it. What happened was, like, I was shooting my boat with in my apartment, and my D-loop was too skinny to hold the release over it. So what happened is I went to pull it back, and the release slipped over it, and I just punched myself in the face. And oh, so you didn't do it on purpose? No, it was completely accident, and that's why I shouldn't have gotten <laughs> mad at, over it. I should have been like, whoa, what happened? And I got mad and, like, was I mean, I almost knocked myself out, first of all, but... I was so mad, I was, like, getting ready to throw the bow on the ground, and then it, like, clicked. I was like, I got to go check the drywall, see if I just put a hole in this wall. I didn't, but it, I was like, gosh, dang, I, I need to, like, do something about my my anger, which, I mean, I've been working on it. There's, there's no way of fixing that crap overnight or no quick fix. You just got to figure out what makes you angry and stay the fuck away from it. Yeah, dude, so... uh I've been doing, I've been trying my best to, to get over my anger. I just got, it's just something in me, dude. Like, there's a, uh, I get like this fiery red hotness in like my stomach to where I just want to, I just want to hit something. And me personally, I'm not a fighter. I don't fight nobody. I don't ever get mad at anybody. But I, the one person I get mad at is myself. And I don't know why. I can relate to that. It's just bad, you know. And yep. uh, I've been getting, I've been getting, I'm a lot better than what I was in high school. I'll tell you that. You know, I, you can ask any one of my friends because when we play baseball together, any one of my friends I play baseball with, I, if I get out, I will, I, I look like a fool. If I, I, I feel bad for my dad because he probably was so embarrassed the way I've acted, like after like a strikeout or something. You know, I went through like three or four helmets in high school. <laughs> for just breaking them, you know, and I used to I used to take the bat and smack myself in the head with it, you know, with the helmet on. Obviously, that's oh my, they've gotten broken. But I I was just an idiot. Like I I just get mad, and you know, it carried on through college too. That's probably another reason why you know I, you know, baseball guys get back at me. And I struggled a little bit my last year of playing, but it's just you know I need to stop getting so angry at myself and just focus on the future. Well, not focus on the future. Just focus on the next play and quit getting so mad at myself. But I've been trying. I've been trying here lately. You know, it, like you said, it's not. It's not just a overnight process. But right, I remember in high school. I I got the same way. Like I remember, I lost a race or I tripped over a hurdle. Or yeah, I tripped over a hurdle and like 
I scared my one high school coach because he came up to talk to me and be like, hey, it's all right, you know, you you got it next week, you can go race again. And like, I I had my spikes off, I had thrown them on the ground, and I would pick, I about picked the hurdle up and threw it at the guy, and like, he, he just got nervous as hell about it. But uh, like, I that was only a slight side because it was an actual track meet. I got mad one day in practice because I couldn't get my steps down, and what I did was I kicked the hurdle and I had like all mesh spikes for track so like there's no cushioning or nothing I kicked this hurdle like I was winding up to kick a 65 yard field goal and I broke my toe my big toe and when I told my mom and my coach about it they looked at me and they're like you you did that out of anger and I was like yeah I'm so mad I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on I just took it out and hurdle and now I broke my toe like am I going to be able to like am I I don't think I can run and the coach and my mom both looked at me and were like, no, you fucked up. You did it to yourself. Now you're going to deal with the consequences, and you're going to run this week. And we have three meets this week. So I ended up running through that, so my big toe is probably messed up forever now. But I learned my yeah. lesson that hard way. I never kicked a hurdle again. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that, yeah. I, uh, like I said, like we talked about earlier, I broke that three wood. I learned a lesson too, because now I gotta go take a hundred fifty dollars out of my pocket and go buy another one. Yeah, so. dude, it's a crime <laughs> how expensive golf clubs are. That that should be a crime. Uh, it's a crime how expensive golf is in general, and same with it, it's the same with everything now, dude. Even hunt, you know, like I, I probably spent you know between hunting and golfing every year. You know, I got a thing where you know down here, you know, it could. Around January, it depends on the weekend, really. I mean, you'll get, like, 45-degree weather, and we'll go play golf. So, from January 1st until until April 15th, before turkey season, I'm golfing every weekend. Yeah. Hunting from April hunting from April 15th until uh, May, I think it's, like, around May 15th or May 20th, somewhere. It's just, it's just a month. And then after that, you know, I'm, I'm golfing every weekend, spending – anywhere between 30 to $50 to play. That's not including balls um, to go play every weekend. And then bow season down here started September 13th. So probably mid-August. Damn, that starts early. Yeah. So from mid-August, when I'm putting out cameras and corn, I'm spending at least 30 to $40 a week on corn. And then that's not including, you know, that's every week. So that's just like golfing. So right after I'm done spending 40 $50 a weekend, I'll spend another $40, $50 a weekend during hunt season just to put damn corn out. Plus you're drinking. Hey, hey, exactly. That's not including the damn cases I'm buying every weekend. Right. Oh, man, that's a <laughs> lot of money. Like, I spend a lot of money on hunting season, but I'm I'm buying new cameras practically every year, it seems like. Um, you know, I buy, I got a black rack and a grunt tube I just bought this year, but I'm constantly buying minerals and stuff to like draw deer to cameras so I can see what the heck I'm getting after and stuff like that. And I'm doing all kinds of homework. I mean, it's been paying off. Obviously, I mean, I shot that monster last year, but like hunting, if you ain't got any type of financial ability, you you can't do it very effectively. No, exactly. If you don't have any, like you just said, um, financial ability to freaking support what you're doing looking for deer buying the corn buying the mineral you're just you just pray to god and hope you get lucky right go you hunt know, gun season <laughs> yeah well unless unless you're out there and you actually want just to get the meat out of it but you right. know, like me and you i'm 
I want to get out there. I want to start. I want to kill big bucks. I want to put bucks in the wall. I want to kill trophies too. Right. You know, I just killed. I just killed my first uh, wall hanger this year. And um, yeah, you got a beauty. It, was, it wasn't as nice as yours, but it was something. And it was uh, it was a crazy way how we got that done too. But uh, that's a that's a story for later you, on. You, sh- you shot it with a bow, didn't you? No, I killed it. I killed it up in Ohio. Yeah, I remember that. I just couldn't it, remember what. It was no, nah, it was during gun season. It was okay. Like, uh, it was the Wednesday. It was that Wednesday of uh, gun season. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, Steiner was up there with me. Steiner yeah. Was up there with, with me for the week, and uh, we got a thing every year. And we talked about it. We talked about it uh, a little not earlier, but about a couple months ago about me and uh, you know starting to record our hunts and get on your YouTube channel with you and. Uh, We'll talk about more of that later on too, but um, I want to start recording my hunts too. Me and my cousin, um, we're big time. He's he's a big time hunter. He's killed he's killed about five or six wall hangers. He's not even twenty, so he's he's big time into it. But if he can get someone in there like me to record them, um, it, it's it's some good it'd be some good stuff too because we have we have good times too. Heck so. yeah. There's no, some, has he been shooting them down there in North Carolina? No, I got, all my family's up in Ohio, so that's another reason why I'm thinking about moving up north. Um, but he's 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 got a, he's got property up there that um, I'm blessed to go hunt too. So okay, we uh he uh but yeah he's killed he's killed a Boone Crockett or uh, Ohio Boone Crockett he scored it, well what sucks is the deduction didn't make it a Boone. He, yeah, uh, he killed a 184, and with deductions it was 179. I that's, mean, it was a freaking monster. That's a monster buck. Like, uh, I don't know the deductions uh, off mine exactly, but I'm. I mean, just a rough estimate, green or uh, unofficial mounted score because I, I, he was mounted whenever I got him unofficially scored. I yeah. mine's a 149 and seven eights. But that's a that's a high big buck right there. Cause uh, big bucks one fifty and up. So I just missed. Oh, so, but I mean, I still wasn't like I didn't give a shit how big he was. Like I got him unofficially scored just so like when people ask me like, well, what did he score? At? Now I can tell him. But yeah. for me, it was just awesome because of the whole experience of and events that played into how I got him on the ground. But. Yeah. Well, screw that. Screw them deductions, dude. Screw them deductions. That, 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 I think that's the most bogus stuff ever. If, you're, I agree. if your buck scores, what's he? What's he look like more, on the hoof? Exactly. Exactly. That's the way it should score. What, whatever he looks like when he's alive and walking should be his score. Because it doesn't yeah. matter how big he is, he's gonna shrink after you kill him. Exactly. I, I agree a hundred percent. My my cousin. The same cousin that I'm talking about, he he also killed a uh, uh, not this year. It was last. It was not last season, but the season before that. Um, he killed a 154 double drop time, and he uh, it only scored 150. Really, I think with deductions and everything. So it, it's just it, it, I know I could be wrong. Don't take my word for it. I'd have to ask him, but uh, he. Uh, yeah, screw the deductions, man. Whatever, whatever it grows scores. That's what I'm counting. Right, like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't take those deductions for anything. Like, if an fit like you know, say Matt or uh, Drury brother walks up and he goes, "That's a nice buck," and he scores it himself, and he comes up and he's like, 
well, your score is X, Y, Z before deductions, but now after deductions, it's a 120 or whatever. I'm going to be like, man, I don't give a fuck what you said. Yeah, that deer exactly. is the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life up close, and you ain't taking nothing away from me just because you don't think he's a big deer after he's been shot and dead for months. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Don't uh, yeah. yeah. If you're proud of if you're proud of it, if ninety five percent of the people are proud of it, and I wouldn't care what anybody says about them. And it's, and it's the typical it's like them typical people that wanna just pinpoint everything to. Yeah. It just it just it irritates me. Like who cares? To be honest, dude, I wish scoring never would have came out. Right. A lot because of times it's because they're jealous they didn't get to kill it. Exactly, exactly. Just be happy. Just be happy for whoever. And that's how I. That's that's how I like to hunt, dude. Uh, if I'm out there having a good time, I don't care who kills what or what what is killed. As long as we're out there having a good time, who cares, dude? That's just you know. I just that's what I like. That's what right. I like to do. I'm out there for the experience and to put a lot of meat in my freezer. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Them back straps, boy. I see loins. Oh yeah. Loins. I love them. I love them. I almost pulled them yeah. out for dinner tonight, but I pulled lamb chops out instead. Hey, that's funny. I was thinking about doing the same thing, and I was like, well, I only got half a backstrap left, so I don't know if I want to waste it already. Yeah. And I still got another six, seven months to even freaking go deer hunting again. Right. So, that's just, uh, I was like, uh, well, we'll just, uh, we'll pull out the burger instead. Right. Like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I do have the onions to saute with them. Huh. What do I got to go with it? I kind of want... Yeah. I kind of want, you know, this or that to go with it. Look, I ain't got that, so I guess I'm not pulling those out. Yeah. No. Nope. Not doing it. Not doing it. It's got to be on a perfect night, on a good night where you take your time with it. Right. Because backstrap, dude, uh, my opinion, and I don't know, a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but my opinion, best meat to eat is a backstrap of a deer. Best meat to eat besides the prime rib. I love a good prime rib. But I, if you, if someone invites me and says, "Hey, would you rather have backstrap or would you have a ribeye?" Hey man, fry that backstrap up because that's why I want to come eat. Fry that sucker up. Throw some beer in there with it to give it some more flavor. And throw yeah. some onions on there to get it some flavor. And let's let's rock and roll. I agree, a hundred percent, dude. A hundred percent. Yep. I'm not. I would eat a backstrap of a deer. 100% of the time and a lot of people who don't even like venison is because they they didn't get the person to cook it right for them that or they've never even had it and they're judging it before they get it exactly I agree 100% man 100% so like my buddy he told me he's like yeah dude like he shot a big mule deer a couple years ago and he told me he's like yeah mule deer it didn't taste the greatest and I was like I mean why and he's like I, I don't know I was like did did you cook it or did someone else cook it? And he's like, I think he said he cooked it. I don't remember now, but um, I was like, well, maybe you need to do it or you need to try it a different way next time or something like that. But, I mean, I'm going to try it regardless. If I ever get one or anybody ever offers me it, I'm going to try it and make my own decision. But, I mean, that doesn't matter if it's going to taste good the way you cooked it the first time or not. There's thousands of rep- recipes of everything. Yeah, dude. I mean, you can hell Google, just Google it. A bunch of recipes will come up. But what I do is, dude, you know, I I'm a big fan of the uh, the Duck Dynasty people, and they got a bunch of uh, 
that Buck Commander and you know like Duck Commander and all that stuff. Like they'll uh, they'll post videos on how they make their deer meat or how they make their their uh, game their, how they how they make their game uh, animals and stuff like that. So I do a lot of stuff off of that, but uh, I got not like a family recipe, but like especially with like deer back straps. Yeah. Dude, what we do is it, it's it's perfect, man. You just you just you cut it into thin slices. Pound it, you flour it, you just put, it, just brown it on both sides on the skillet, and then stick it in the oven at 300 for about uh, 45 to an hour, and it'll come out just melting in your mouth. Yep. Come out melting in your mouth, and that's why we that's the way we make it. It's you know I've had people come and try it before that like you know have never like eaten deer meat and stuff like that, and they'll say, "Wow, it, this this stuff's really good," you know. Right, so. it's actually one of the most healthiest uh, red meats that you can eat. Well, that, and that's why I tell people too. You know, it's healthier for you than that damn turkey burger meat that you're getting at the damn grocery store. Turkey burger is like, not healthy for you whatsoever. The turkey burger, turkey meat, whatever. I mean, whatever meat you're getting at the damn grocery store, it's more health. It's so health, it's more healthier than anything you can get at a grocery store meat wise because. It's just it's you're getting it straight from its source. There's no added supplement to it. You can cut it out of the deer's back mm-hmm. and stick it on a frying pan and just eat it right then and there. And the, all all there eats is just vegetables. You know, just greens and veggies, just grass, uh, corn, um, stuff like that. They'll eat stuff out of your garden too, but they're not sitting there eating trash or anything, especially them uh, them wild deer. You know, right? Or like. The deer that I got over here, who knows what they're... If I ever kill one of these big bucks that's living around me behind my house, uh, I probably won't ever eat it, dude, because the amount of stuff that they're probably eating, like the trash-wise, yeah. who knows? That, 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 that scared me, but I don't know. But Yeah, well, was, you never know. I mean, there's a, a group called uh, Suburban Bow Hunters, and they, they operate mainly out of like Atlanta, Georgia, and they shoot big bucks in suburban areas back behind people's houses and shit, and they eat them all the time, but... Do they? See, oh, yeah. I, I, I asked a buddy of mine, he said, I wouldn't eat those deer because who knows what they're eating. Yeah. But I don't know. I probably would. I probably would. So, I mean, hell, I'd eat a backstrap out of a deer any day of the week. Right. But that's how it is here, too, dude. Uh, you can bow hunt. You can bow hunt in city limits. As long as it's your property, you know. Yeah. That's just so. I've always, I've had um the other day, dude. I freaking not the other day, but during deer season, I had a, uh, I had a freaking. I'm sitting here in my car. I was talking to my buddy. Um, it's like two, three o'clock, and I'm looking down. You still, you see my house. You yep. know where the driveway's at, and uh, I'm looking um. Down into the woods, and I see this big body move. You know where the bamboo's at? Yeah, yeah. So I saw something walk walk in the bamboo, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I said, "I'll call you back." Uh, I got in my car and ran on the other side of the house and got down in the woods and just sat up against the tree. Five minutes later, dude, this freaking buck walks out, and it's not—it's probably about the size of mine that I killed this year. Yeah. And I said, "Holy!" Cow. I said, "You are lucky. I don't have a bow in my hand right now." Because that brown would hit the ground and you would be in a frying pan in a matter of 10 minutes. But yep, yep. I couldn't do it, 
because I didn't have no bow in me. I'm sitting there in my freaking work clothes. Just sitting <laughs> in the woods, <laughs> right behind my house. But that's like man, I, that joke. Whenever you're out hunting, you're like, man, I gotta take a leak, and you're like, ah, I can. I, I don't think anything's wrong. I can take a leak. Pull your pants down, take piss. You look up and there's a buck twenty yards staring at you, and you got the wrong weapon in your hand. Oh, I know, dude. Well, I did. I had to. Have, <laughs> I had to. You know how many times I've had that happen to me? Uh, rabbit hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking dogs would be running. I'm a, I'm I'm on stand somewhere, or even when we're or even when we're doing drives and deer deer season. Man, I'll be sitting there. I'll be sitting there. You know, dang, you know. I don't hear nothing. I got to take a leak. Freaking sitting there, pulling out, and all of a sudden, pull it out, all of a sudden, the dogs are barking. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. And they get close, and I'm like, come on, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> and next thing you know, here comes something running right across my feet, and I'm like, oh, my God. Hey, my uncle it. one time, uncle one time, I was like, what the heck? I didn't hear no gunshots go off. I said, uh, I said, man, I said, oh, I, I, I ain't gonna say on, I ain't gonna say it on the air what I said back, but, Oh, I said, I said, I had the wrong weapon out. That's what, I, that's what, that's what was said after what I said, but you probably imagine what I said. Yep. But, yeah, it was, uh, I've had that happen to me multiple times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, I got a lot of freaking hunting stories where I, I missed something or I didn't get a shot at a deer or I tried to take a shot at a deer and something happened and I, I had messed it up and I was like, damn it. You know, it, it just, it bugs you for a few minutes, and you go. You remember it when you're drinking three hours later. And you're like, damn, I shouldn't have done this, or I should have done Dude, that. You want to hear? You want to hear anger issues that I got? So, did you see the picture of the buck my cousin and me, or my cousin and I killed this year? Yeah, the one where you guys were uh, sitting in front of the barn. Yeah, Dude, I shot at that buck three times at two yards. <laughs> two. I'm not kidding you. Two yards. So we're in a man drive, right? And my cousin, my cousin pushed me. He's like, dude. He said, they'll jump. He said, she said, get up there against this fence, and you'll. Uh, I, he said, they'll come running down that fence line. Well, I'm getting. A, he said, he really said, get up there on that fence and look down in the woods. Well, I, I walk up there, dude. And I couldn't find a spot. I couldn't find a spot where uh, to look down in the woods. So, dude, I um, uh, <laughs> I just sat there against this post and was like hoping they just run out in this field. Well. Next thing you know, dude, I'm just looking around, and this freaking buck jumped over this log at 15 yards. And I said, holy cow. Dude, so I got my gun up, and it's running at me. Now, I'm, I, like, if I wouldn't have, I made a mistake and went back. And right when I went back, his freaking nose was at the end of my gun barrel. Oh, my. And right when I stepped back, he took off the other way, and I went, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Like, as fast as I can. You know, he's running away from me, so I'm shooting at his freaking, I'm shooting up his rear end. And um, what I should have just done, dude, and I, and I, well, I'm glad I didn't because I killed a pretty nice buck too, but and what I should have done was, was just freaking shot from my hip. And right when he got beside me, because five seconds later, after I shot three times, a doe came the same path he did. And I could have just, I could have just stuck my arm out and clotheslined her. Yeah. That's how I'm, and I'm not. I'm not exaggerating this either, dude. I mean, they were so they were so close. But listen, so he, this buck comes. I freaking I go back, and he's five. He's six inches away. I if I had a boner, I probably could have smacked him with it. <laughs> That's how close he was. But I, I after after I scared him off, I went bam, bam, bam. 
he went back where he came from, down the hill. Dude, I'm freaking, I freaking put my gun up against the tree. I said, you stupid effing mother heifer. Why the hell did you make that noise? I freaking smacked myself in the head saying, you dumb idiot. Like, this is your chance at a big buck and you freaking blew it. You probably ain't going to get another chance. And dude, I was going off on myself. And I'm freaking sitting there in like a, like a, fetal position like you would in freaking third grade like when a fire alarm would go off yeah i'm so mad at myself and i look up and here comes that dog running across and i'm freaking sitting there throwing my hands up like oh my god i said this is what he would have done just ran right here i could have probably just tricked him and him fell and then just shot him while i was laying there right like but then my cousin right after i shot three times i heard him shoot twice and he freaking knocked him down but um and I was happy for him, but I was I was so mad at myself. Oh, I bet. It was a it was a learn it was a learning curve because um I, first of all that boat was running at me and it scared the crap out of me because I thought it, he was just gonna run me over because I'm sitting there and he I don't know why he didn't see me but well I can tell you why because I was camoed out and he's colorblind but he uh, yeah if I would have said nothing he would just. I should have just hit fired and freaking blew him into the fence. But uh, you live and you learn. Right. And I got lucky. I got lucky the next day with a nice one. So, and what's crazy about that is, dude, me and him were talking about doubling up on two nice bucks, and you know, God blessed us with two nice bucks that weekend, and we did something that we've been dreaming about and talking about for years, and it was. Hey, there's that's, nothing better. No, this freaking that. That's another reason why too. Another reason why I'd love to move up north is to. You know, I hunt down here with some people and some buddies, but uh, it ain't nothing like it ain't nothing like my family up north. And yep. I miss them, and you know, I miss the hunt with my dad too. So that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun too if I ever get back up there. Oh yeah, like the size of the deer in like the Midwest is just you can't match it anywhere you go. And like the chess matches you have to play to get a good buck in front of you during bow season, it's just it's uh-huh. unmatched. Dude, the freaking deer down here in North Carolina are 100 pounds less than what they are up north. Oh, man, I couldn't imagine that. Their head probably weighs more than their body. Yeah, exactly. You can, they look so big because the, the because their bodies are so small. I mean, it's it's not like, I mean, it's not like a huge difference. I mean, they just got smaller deer here. Right. You know? Yeah, there's less and nutrients down there for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I also heard it's like two different types of, I heard there's like two different breeds of whitetail. Yeah, there is. I heard, I heard from like west or from Ohio to the west is where they're at, where the big bucks are at. You know, like Illinois, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I heard they're all at, Kansas. And then, um, you know, from West Virginia down on that east coast, it's it's a different type of whitetail. So I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, there's. It, it's weird to think of like there's different types of whitetail, but th- there's probably at least three to four different species of whitetail inside the U.S., and it's all varied based on what kind of nutrients they can get out of their environments. That is also true. That is also true. Because look at, look at Texas, dude. They got small-bodied deer, but they're all scoring 180 or above. Right. And Texas has pretty strict deer management down there, so you're not allowed yeah. to even shoot a deer unless it's certain size. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's- that's crazy. That's something that that'd be something cool to do, dude. Is like buy like 200, 200 300 acres and fence it around it. Try to like buy like one hundred eighty inch deers and just start, you know, getting bloodlines. Breeding them, 
Yeah, like, you know, just let them breed for like three or four years and then, um, and then just having people come in and buy, buy like stuff or, uh, buy like inches. It's weird. It's weird because I follow this account on Instagram and it's like, uh, 140 inch deer is like, is like $3,000. And then if you go to like 180 inch to a 250 inch deer, it's like a 10 to $15,000 that you have to pay. It's like crazy, dude. Holy that's cow. Where, yeah. That's why like the freaking money that dude. There's a lot of money in the industry. Yeah. A lot of people like to kill big bucks, and especially rich people who do it the easy way, you know? Yeah. They don't, they have someone else go out and check their trails for them and put their cameras up and shit like that. Where I'm about there, like, man, I got to find an hour window here, an hour window there to be able to do any of this. Let's do it, yeah. And you want to do it quick too, get it in and out. So that, and what sucks is the way we work, I don't know if you work during the day, but. It's hard, like what I used to do is, I used to, well, what I did last year down here in North Carolina is I couldn't even find time to go after work to put out corn. So I yeah. put out three or four bags on either Saturday, Saturday when I'm done hunting, I'd like go, I have, when I'm done hunting, I'd walk back to my truck and then walk all the way back to my stand and throw out corn. And then just, I'd do that every weekend instead of finding, trying to find some time during the week to go do it. I just, I couldn't, I had no time because I worked from, 6 a.m. to about anywhere between 2 to 5, and I hunt 45 to an hour away from where I'm at. It's, it is, it's time-consuming, and it's a, lot of, it's a lot of money. Right. So, But it's worth it. It, it is 100% worth it when you see when you see when you see deer hit the ground, man. I mean, it's the best feeling in the world. Yep, there's nothing like it. I, I guarantee that. No, heck no. Like, I, heck no. I typically work... When my last job at the factory, I worked from 3 to 11 or 3 to 1 a.m. So, I mean, I'd wake up, you know, 9, 10 o'clock, get a shower or whatever, do what I need to do. And then, but most of the time, I only had a little bit of time to even do anything. I couldn't go hiking in the woods or anything like that because I had to be ready to go to work by, I had to get ready by 1 and leave by 2. And don't leave a lot of, uh, time to go out and scout areas or anything like that and then i switch jobs and now i work throughout the day and i could i typically work 10 plus hours a day when we're working a lot i mean i haven't worked much this winter time but my work has a lot to do with uh, oil field so when the oil field's slow we're a little bit slower and you know it it is what it is but couldn't you find the best time to do it? Right. I mean, I've found more time since I started with this company than what I could at the factory because these hours are more flexible. You know, you, you work 10 hours here, you work eight hours here, get back to your vehicle, and you got you, know, you got a little bit of a timely manner to get somewhere. Yeah. But it's going to be challenging this, this fall because I'm going to try and get – I have to buy an out-of-state tag in Ohio now. Um, I'm looking for uh, – property in west virginia and i'm looking for property in kentucky to hunt and i want to try and maybe do an indiana public land hunt this year so it's it's a lot of challenges well um do you have do you still have your Ohio license i i do it's just expired now oh see now see that was see um yeah, never mind. I ain't gonna talk about that just in case somebody's listening. But, uh. <laughs> oh, trust me, I, I would like to, you know, wormhole around the system, but 
Yeah, it'll just well, be ten times worse now that well, I'm out of you, state. Let me ask you this. If, if you're planning on living out of state the rest of your life, you know what I was thinking about doing was just buying an Ohio lifetime license. Yes. Yep. I've yeah. thought about it. It's just, you know, every time I think about doing it, I ain't got the money to do it. Yeah, and, and how much? How much? Is it, how, I know. I know it's a lot cheaper when you're a lot younger. Uh, like I heard, it's like the cheapest when like you're an infant. But I don't remember what the price is. It changes year to year. Um, like I know the out-of-state seasonal tag for Ohio this year because I was just checking it the other day because I'm thinking about getting my turkey license and doing that for the first time. But it was like a hundred and twelve dollars or something like that. Excuse me. And then uh, the tag was like thirty some dollars, forty some dollars. That's for turkey, though, right? No, that was whitetail. I, mean, I, I heard it was a lot more expensive. Um, I have a, I have a lot of family that live in West Virginia, and uh, he, uh, we had a, we had a buddy or a cousin of mine come to deer camp with us this year. His name is uh, his name was Mo, and uh, he. Uh, he bought his like out of state tag and license. It was like two hundred fifty dollars. Like because you know because you know how Ohio just went from, uh, they just went the trophy the trophy whitetails. Yeah. Because of the amount of deer, the amount of big deer that's been kill, being killed there. So they, uh, yeah, they. Uh, I heard they changed it. Yeah, the prices changed or. I guess you'd call them adjustments, but the prices change almost yearly um, by a couple dollars here and there, minus the one year where they changed policies and shit, and they upped it by like, I don't know, like $25 for anybody. Even residential taxes went up a while ago. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. It, it's, it's getting crazy there, dude. Yeah, but then again, you know, like you said, look at the size of the deer that's coming out of Ohio nowadays. Yeah, dude, it's, yeah, I know, it's, that, that's getting crazy, too. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm trying to plan a uh, elk hunt for 2023, but as things are looking right now, I might need to postpone it um, for work reasons this time next year. Um, like, I'm in graduate school right now, and there's no guarantee when I go to do my student teaching that my company will keep me on as employed but not working because you know student teaching that's a full-time commitment and if i'm not working for them there's not a lot of reason for them to keep me in their paperwork and shit so i'm thinking maybe i ought to postpone my elk trip to colorado until after i've got a teaching job somewhere and i can work year-round and you know build that capital up to do it yeah i agree i yeah definitely do uh what are you going into teaching for like what are you teaching I'm gonna teach uh, eighth grade social studies. Oh God, dude. it took me it took me seven times to pass the social studies LGT. <laughs> I'm a I'm a yeah. big history buff. Oh hell, I should have had you tutor me. I wish I knew you in high school. Right? <laughs> yeah, me and social studies never got along. Well, me and, like I said before, me and school never got along. So. Oh, that reminds yeah. me. I was gonna say this earlier when you said you were on, put on academic probation. Yeah. For my undergraduate years at Muskingum, uh, minus my uh, last semester and my first semester, I was on academic probation every semester. Jeez, a week. At, one, hey. at <laughs> one point, I had a 1.2 GPA. I 
had a 1.3. <laughs> and it was for the same exact reasons. I, I wasn't I wasn't doing anything in school, and I was just partying the whole time. And I don't know how yeah. I was eligible for track for the three years I ran because I was just – I'd skip classes or I'd go to class where I was hammered still, and I just wouldn't care. Yeah. But – I mean, I, now that I'm paying the bills, I, I care. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's exactly, dude. That's how I was when I was in, when I was in school. They gave you five days, you know, five days until uh, I, I don't I don't even know how. I, I guess you could say like like work days, you know, like you can get five days off until you start getting in trouble for skipping class. Yeah. Well, um, I used to, I, trust me, I took advantage of those damn five days. Right. I'd wake up, I'd wake up hungover or something and just email a teacher like, hey, you know, I'm not feeling too good. I think I got the stomach bug. And, <laughs> or it, just, just that, it just would be sickness and just be sickness. And then they would all, for some odd reason, the teachers believe me and be like, oh, I hope you feel better, but, or sweetheart, you know, I hope you feel better. Man, I don't know. Now it's just a lot different, you know, dude. I, I hate, I haven't missed a work day. I haven't missed a work day since 2019 when I had food poisoning. Yeah, like, I, I don't. So, I don't miss work. Um, oh, but, well, I take that back. Besides COVID this year, I had COVID this year. Yeah, I got um, sent home from other, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I haven't missed a work day since 2019, and uh, it's just a part of growing up, too, dude. You know. Yeah, yeah. It More is. responsible. Right. More responsible. Yeah. Dude, I did not take college seriously my first three and a half years. I My last semester, I went from carrying like a 1.2 average GPA to my last semester, I cranked out a 3.3. Oh, goodness. Now in, in grad school, I have a 4.0. I haven't had a class where I didn't have an A in it so far. I know a lot of people like that. They like go to college and they don't, you know, they're not, you know, because, you know, college is more of like the uh, party yeah. Go out there and experience and party and yeah, figure I, yourself out a little bit, I guess. And then, you know, I heard like people get, like that go to graduate school or like, you know, like take a couple years off of college and then go back to school. They'll like, they'll do a lot better than what they, you know, that they normally did because they're just maturing and growing up. Like my ex up. got me, th- she like convinced me to finish school and stuff because I almost dropped out several times between the last semester of junior year throughout senior year, I almost dropped out several times because I was just, I'd struggle and then I'd get mad at myself and like not want to do it. And she got me through it. She got me on track. And then, you know, I, I credit her to this day, even though we're separated now. She, she's the whole reason I even got my bachelor's degree completed because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have you know, got my crap together and I would have probably had to either be a fifth year or sixth year. And then by that point, I would have just said to hell with it and quit. But yeah, well, dude, here's the thing now, man, a, a lot of people, a lot of people put pressure on their kids saying that they need to go to college because if you don't go to college, you're just going to be a bum the rest of your life, which I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. Like I, I just, I, you don't need college. No. You do not need college. There's more, the thing is, if you think about it this way, dude, say you don't go to college, there's a, there's a lot more jobs. There's, there's a lot more jobs, too, that you can make six figures a year if you don't go to college. Go to trade school. Right. And, so, and you can afford it out of your pocket and not take out loans. The, the people that go to, like, school for, like, eight years and become doctors, become lawyers, they'll – or or anything, you know, teachers, whatever. You know, they're taking out loans, I feel like, and 
they're paying off student student loans for like a long time. Oh yeah, they and, are. And I just don't. I don't. I don't. I I I think you know. I told my dad this too. I said, dude, uh, the only thing I went to college for was for three things, and that was partying, baseball, and women. <laughs> I said, I graduated in all three of those things. That's so freaking I, funny. I, I said this I, to people all the time. Like, they're going to college from like beer, women, and uh, partying. Yeah. And they're like, exactly. no, for real. I'm like, beer, women, and partying. And like, well, yeah. what, how are you doing in that? And I'm like, I'm passing all with flying colors. Exactly. Yeah, I passed all those classes, but um, actual class in school, hell, nah. They haven't been the one in weeks. Nah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I was barely, I barely made, it. I barely made, it. and I didn't even graduate. I didn't even graduate my two-year school. I just didn't go back. <laughs> I mean, because they asked if I was coming back for my fourth year, you know, to get to try to get my two-year degree. And I said, if I have to go back for a fourth year to get a two-year degree, what's the point of going back at all? Right. So I just didn't go back. I, I don't. They probably still have my name on file where they they were asking why the hell was I showing up to classes or why didn't I schedule classes. I just didn't even show up. I just, I didn't, no, I just quit. Yeah. <laughs> I just quit. Like you said, school's not made out for everybody. Like, it wasn't made for me. I just, I had good support at the end, and I did the bare minimum to get to that point where the support helped me get the actual piece of paper, but it's the most expensive piece of paper I've ever gotten. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if I, t- I told my dad, this, I said, dude, if it weren't for baseball, and you, and you want me to go play, college baseball too I said I probably wouldn't wouldn't have even gone to school I probably wouldn't even gone south I probably would have just stayed up north and just try to find a job at work yeah you know like I would I would have never uh, and I and I, I'm glad I'm glad they sent me down here because I needed to get away my senior years you know my senior when I was 18 there's a lot of bad stuff that was going on with me up there that wasn't good but it uh I'm glad I'm glad I got away and I'm glad I came down here yeah um, and I love everything about North Carolina, and I love, I love it. But it, like you said, man, school wasn't my thing. And if I if I had to do all over again, personally, hell, I would have came and done baseball in school. I would have, but I probably would have tried more in school and tried less on the partying. Yeah. Um, but how? I mean, how do you tell an eighteen-year-old kid, nineteen-year-old kid, twenty, eighteen through twenty-one-year-old kid, hey? You need to go to school, and you know I know school's not your thing, but you need to study every day, every night, and so where you can pass and get through it. I mean, that's just you can't tell a kid that and watch all their friends go out and party and have fun. Right, yeah, you're gonna do that, dude. Like, I, didn't, do that. I didn't do any partying in high school at all. Like I was committed to track. I was I didn't drink pop at all from the time I was a freshman till the time I was a, a sophomore in college. Didn't drink any pop at all. Didn't party. Didn't you know I was eating right even when we went to restaurants. I wasn't eating junk. And then I got to college, and all the things I didn't get to experience in high school, I was opened up to me. It was like a whole new world, and it was just flooding over me. And I just I dove right into it. Like it was yeah, crazy. That's, a, that's the thing too, dude. Like you know, when I went to when I went to school, you know, I hear all these kids like stories about their parties and like you know how it was like basically when the, when a when a kid would tell their high school parties, it sounded like a freaking Project X party. Yeah, you know? but like you know, when we grew up, and then we'll tell you this, you know, we didn't 
we didn't have like big time parties where we were going to parties. You know, there's there's like one or two people that would go like big time parties with like we go to and stuff, but like we were like getting wasted every weekend. We weren't getting drunk every weekend. Like, you know, there's times where I'd have like only like ten to ten to twenty people over at my house and we'd drink like a case or two at the house, but like dude, we never really partied hard in high school. Right. You know, like we didn't party too hard in high school. Nick threw some parties here and there when we drank at his house, but <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like, you know, there was like fifty to hundred people there and uh, we were getting drunk every weekend and this and that. Nah man, we we did it we did it occasionally, like once every month, maybe two months and Yeah. We um we did I mean we didn't we didn't party hard at all in high school and then once I got to college and I figured out, you know, no parent I didn't have I didn't have a single guardian like that I lived with or anything eight hours away. So my ass was gonna go out and do what I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do and where it got me my first three months was fifteen hundred dollars in debt and failing school. So Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what uh college will do to you. Yeah, I went <laughs> but in then I got my I got scholarships when I was in high school academically for college and then I go into college and after my first semester I had no more scholarships left that because I did that bad like I had to carry a 3.0 to keep them and I like missed it and then I wanted to be a teacher originally and I just never you know it just didn't work out that way for me I didn't get, have the ACT score to get into um, the education department or the uh, what was the ACT score and the GPA so I I just like I had to hell with it and I went and cruised through college and stuck with a major that I knew was going to be a very hard thing to get a job with outside of college and I just partied yeah uh, that's all I mean like like we've been saying dude, the three things I majored in college you know people would ask me what are you going to school for I'd say baseball yeah that's all I'd say say baseball but really I was going to school for three things and that's partying baseball and females Yep. Nowadays, when so, someone asks me what I went to college for, I beg. I went to college for uh, history and track. Yeah, I just I still tell people, yeah, I went to college for freaking party and females and baseball. It was just a waste of time, basically. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a waste of time at the time because I was having a blast. But oh yeah, like people and, nowadays know what happened with me in college and stuff because uh, one of the guys I used to party with whenever I was a freshman sophomore. I don't remember what year he graduated, but he graduated ahead of me by a, a little bit. And he was from Strasburg, where I was originally from. And I was sitting, I was drunk one night in a, my dorm room, or my fraternity house room, and I was just sitting, it was like a Tuesday, and I was just drunk, drinking beer by myself, and watching Blue Mountain State on TV, and my phone rings, it's my mom. She's like, hey, uh, what is this? And she's freaking out. She's like, well, I heard you beat up a cop. And I was like, I did what? And she's like, I heard you put hands on a cop and you got arrested. And I was like, well, mom, this is the first I've heard of all this. Um, I don't know what story you got or who you got it from, but they're wrong. And she's like, well, what happened? I said, I got drunk, went out and partied, and I took a piss on someone's garage in the middle of the street. And I got caught and I got a public intoxication. I didn't put no hands on the cop. I mean, I verbally abused the guy, but I didn't touch him. Like I was calling, like it was when I was chewing a lot of tobacco at once, and like I could smell it in his lip, and I could see it, and I was just drunk enough to where like I had no filter, and I was sitting there like, man, get, let me get a pinch. You already, you guys got me. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck now. And they're like, 
no, I don't, I don't chew. And I was like, motherfucker, I see it in your lip. Like, just let me bum a pinch. You need a dollar? I'll give you a dollar for it. Damn. And he just kept denying it. And I was just giving him all kinds of shit for it. My buddy who got caught with me, he's like, dude, you better shut up. You're going to get us sent into the, you're going to get us put in handcuffs. And I was like, I don't care. Looking back at it now, it was stupid. I should have just walked around the back side of the garage and pissed on the other side of the garage. But I pissed right in the middle of the alley on this dude's private property and got pinched. Oh, hell, dude. Yeah. Uh, it happens, dude. That's what, it happens. Yeah, I, I learned from that, though. I never got caught doing that shit again. Oh, heck, nay. Heck, nay. I was... Uh... I, only, I had a fake ID, and it was somebody's ID, but I had his insurance card, too. So that's how I always got into bars. That's how I always got my drinks. So I never really got questioned. I never really got in trouble with the cops, dude. I've never really got in trouble with the cops. Uh, I stay away from 12, and yep. when 12s ever came to parties or anything, my friend was the first one out the door. See, that's, that was the opposite of me at Muskingum. Like, if I seen cops coming, like, I would just act like I was older. Because, I mean, you know I can grow that big-ass, ugly beard. So, I look older than what I am, especially when I was in college and I had that sucker. So, like, I would just, like, walk over a group of older guys I knew. And I would just stand by them and eyeball the cops the whole time and, like, see what they're, what was going on with them. And, you know, I'd, I'd, most of the time I would get away with it. Like, I had a cop walk up. I uh, had a beer can that was open for with beer and then I had one that was a spitter and he walked up to me and I'm three years under the legal limit at this point and he looks up goes up to me and goes you better be 21 turn around to the DJ and say hey just turn the music down and he walked out I, like that was my thing like I would tell all my friends that came to Muskingum like hey if cops show up don't run because that's when they get pissed and they'll get you just act natural and like you belong and we'll have no issues and one of my buddies didn't listen to me and I ended up having a convince a cop to let me run him down instead of him but that was a wild weekend too that's a story for another time huh yeah that's a story for off the air <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I just I don't when I see cops I get nervous I get scared and when I get nervous I get scared I can't talk straight so even when I'm even when I'm sober dude even when I'm sober and a cop comes near me or something I'll talk like I'm in like it's some deep shit or something, and I won't even. I won't. I wouldn't even. I blow. I blow a zero point zero. No, no drugs, nothing on me, and I talk like I'm freaking top ten most wanted in the U.S. You know, like I just, I just get nervous around cops. Right. I don't know why. I'm just getting an attitude for some reason. Like, if a cop's questioning me, I feel like he's take, uh, he's like personally attacking me. So I like, I'm defend myself like it's happening. And a lot of times I overreact and it didn't even happen. Like, if I would just leave the guy alone, he'd probably leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably, that's probably better. If you just act normal, if you just act normal and go about your business, then they, they probably won't. Believe it or not, on the way see. down to, uh, your house at spring break, uh, two years ago or something like that on the way down there before we even left West Virginia uh, Nick looked at me and he's like alright Fury you need to control yourself this weekend because I can't get you out of jail and I, I'm not fighting with you so I was like alright whatever and like you, you know, the one incident in uh, Durham after the, the gaming bar uh, we won't speak about what location it was or what kind of establishment that was but uh <laughs> <laughs> I just remember saying I'm not spending any money in here and then I spent like my entire tax return in there 
but yeah that was uh yeah too <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, that was the closest i probably came to try and throw hands with someone and i definitely would have lost because we were in the wrong neighborhood yeah we were in the middle of downtown Durham, and they uh yeah <laughs> they, they they do the dance a little differently yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree 100%, dude. I agree 100%. Especially around that area, too. Cops being bad. They, yeah, it's a... That was a good night, though. Oh, yeah. It was a great night. I just wish I wouldn't have had the one thing happen, but, yeah, it was a great night. <laughs> it happens, dude. It freaking happens. I just remember looking over at Nick. Like, I'm having a great time. I look over at Nick. He's got this disgusted look on his face. I look over at Blair, and she has the same fucking face. I don't even know where you were at. And I'm just like, what? And then they tell me, and I'm like, no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where I was at, dude? I probably on stage. <laughs> you probably were. I remember Nick did. Nick offered his house, or his mom and dad's house up and his car keys that night, but that was, uh, that was oh funny. My God. <laughs> that, that was great uh, times. Oh man! Yeah, dude. Yeah, y'all, y'all need to come back down here, see. Dude, I'm think. Actually, I'm thinking about uh, once I start getting some more money in the bank here in the next couple weeks to make sure, like, because like I told someone the other day, like the only mem- only reason I want to go live down there is because of the memories I had from when I was down there with you, and yeah, I told them about the experiences down there. And they're like, well, maybe you need to go down there and experience it sober because it's a little different. So it might be it might be a little different when you're sober. I mean, dude, it's a you know we took when y'all were here, we took y'all everywhere, though. Dude. We we didn't we just didn't stay in Durham. Right. We went to uh we went I took y'all all the way out there to Cary, and uh well, we went to I think we went to Cabela's and Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And then we went to a bar out there in Cary, which is that's like that's like 30, 40 minutes away from our from our house. And then we went to Raleigh, which is a like same distance as Carrie, you know. We went to Raleigh to the Beer Garden. When we took, uh, we took that. We took my dog Ace. That was a great day. Yeah, yeah. We went all the way out there, and then, um, yeah. Then we, then we took y'all to downtown Durham too. I mean, we took y'all everywhere. I mean, it was just a right, just a Durham experience. But I like, um, I, I'm planning on coming down another one weekend here. Hopefully, within the next couple or month or so, because I want to. Like I said, I want to get a feel for it without, you know, being hammered off my ass. But I also been two years since I've been there, so I want to see if I have the same feelings, you know. And if I do, that's awesome. But if not, then you know, at least I'll know because I'm only five hours, five and a half hours from Raleigh right now. Oh, yeah. Like it's I live an hour from Charleston, West Virginia, and. Charleston has 77 running through it, so like I'm an hour from 77, yeah. but I live right on the main highway to get well, dude, to 77. You're probably, you're probably closer. We're we're 30 minutes before Raleigh, so you you we're probably a lot closer. Right. Than, like than, you guys are on um, the west side, or well, the east side of the state, but yeah. the northern part of it too. Like the company yeah. I work for, they have an office in Raleigh, and that's why like I want to come back down and check it out before I would like ask for a transfer. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's a beautiful place, especially um, especially if you ain't like been out like away from home. Yeah, it's been about a year. Been about a year since I've had a vacation too. 
Yeah, well, definitely would recommend coming and living down here, dude. Because not only like the people down here are so nice, they're so generous. You know that um, God, what do they call it? Uh, Southern hospitality. I mean, that that's that's no lie. I mean, that's that's a hundred percent true. I mean, people are down here a lot nicer. No offense to the people up north, but I mean, there's it's nice different. people up north too. It's different down here. You know, they all talk like this, and they all you know they're all super nice and drinking sweet tea. And, but it's 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 awesome down here, dude. And uh, you know, if, and I always say this, to, I always say this to people. I'm like, man, I said, I wish I had my family in the same group of friends. We all worked. I wish we all lived in this part of the country. Right. I wish we, lived, I wish we all lived in North Carolina. Like I wish we grew up in North Carolina. I wish we lived out here. But that's the only reason why you know I've always thought about moving back is because you know I've been away for seven eight years and you know if i want i want if i'm ready to start a family or you know get married one day you know i want i want my parents to be a part of it you know and right that's the only reason why i've ever thought about moving back yep and i, I, I want to do it i, I want to live down there yeah and i don't blame you dude. and you'll meet a lot of new people too you know there's a lot of a lot of pretty girls down here too buddy <laughs> a lot of pretty girls down here yeah, but, uh, I, I yeah, remember they, them. Yeah, they're uh, they're all over the place down here, but it's a it's a, it's an awesome place to live, dude. It's an awesome place to live. Now, Durham, Durham, it's a uh, I could pick a few better places to you know maybe raise a family or go live, but yeah. Durham's also good too. It's awesome. It's a second in the second home to me. The I hardest part for me is here. you know. I, it's going to be more expensive to be down there than it is where I'm at now. So oh, dude, it's so expensive down here. Right I'm now, trying to find a buddy to go with me so we can split rent and like shit like that because it'll be cheaper. But you know, I'm not going to force any of my friends that don't want to go to go down there. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame me either. I don't blame. I don't blame them either. It's hard. Dude. It's definitely tough. Dude. The first couple months when I first moved down here, dude, I was. You know, homesick. You know, it was what made even worse was I got my first accident down here, <laughs> like, like a pretty bad accident with my vehicle, and you know, I was like my first. But I was like, man, I, I wish I was home. I wish I had somebody to help. But you know, after that happened, after that happened, that whole day happened. You know, I basically sat there and cried in my room for like thirty minutes. Oh, I believe and it. Then, and then I came out, my roommate, you know, I, what was nice was I had great roommates that helped me get through all that stuff. Yeah. That helped me, that welcomed me into the state with open arms and, you know. And when I came out of my room, because they knew I was upset, because they were all with me, a bunch of baseball buddies of mine. And uh, they knew I was upset, and they knew I was pissed off. And I came out, and I had a, they had a beer and a beer bong waiting for me. <laughs> And I'm drinking, I beer bone two or three beers, and then we went out that night and had the time of our lives. <laughs> so it was, um, I love, I, I love everybody in North Carolina. It's a, it's an awesome state to live. I just wish, I wish, I wish all my buddies and all everybody from Ohio would live down here with me. You know? Hell, but I mean. They don't want, they don't work like that, though. No, it don't, unfortunately. But you know what? Maybe. Maybe here in like a week, or not a week, but uh, a few weeks here, I'll hit you up and be like, hey, I'm on my way. Dude, let me, let me know. Well, give me a week in advance, because I always got, I'm always, <laughs> I always playing, so, uh, 
Bring your golf. Well, first of all, bring your golf clubs because we'll, we will be golfing. Oh hell yeah! I'll, I'll go. I'm, I got. I can grab those this coming weekend. Actually, I've been wanting to do it. I just can't remember where I put them. Yeah, well, that's number one. Grab those because usually my weekend plans are including golfing. Yeah. So, I'd gra- I definitely would grab those. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get the golf clubs and then find a weekend and plan it out, and I'll give you some notice and be like, hey, this weekend I'll be there. Because like I said, it's it's within it's not an eight hour drive like it would be from up in Ohio and shit. So I mean, yeah. Well, get your, get your, get your. You there? Hey, but not here. What's that? Oh, thanks. Hold on, my my headphones went out. My bad. <laughs> You're good. I thought maybe you fell down or something. No, my headphones, my headphones died. Um, but I grabbed it. I said, get your, I guess, get your buddy Nick and get him down here. And get him down here too. I said, they ain't been down here since 2020. Hell, I, I'm if I get Nick coming down there, I'm grabbing Tommy. Oh, might have to grab some other guys from up there and get them down there too. Yeah, get them all down. That'd be fun. It's been a while. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun time. It'll be fun time. But uh, heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. But uh, all right. Well, whew, minute forty or an hour forty so far. Hey, we in this. We are in this thing deep. Buddy. Yeah, you're the, you're the longest one so far. Hey, well, hey, we might have to get a podcast number two because I got plenty more stories stuff to say oh, too. You and me both, man. Yeah, we'll definitely have to. We'll definitely have to do this again sometime. But I agree. Old girl started texting me now. Old girl started texting me now saying, "Hey, you know, dinner's been ready for an hour and a half." Oh I'm shit! Like, oh, hell. I gotta start I'm making not. dinner. Dude, this is the quickest. This is the quickest hour and fifty-two minutes it says on my phone that I've. Done it a long time. Yeah, for sure it, it is. Flew, it freaking flew by. But uh, yeah, we'll have to get you scheduled for another episode here, and then get you on here. It, it, this will not this Friday coming. Uh, be next Friday. This one comes out on. I don't know what the date of that is. I can't see the calendar from here. <laughs> <laughs> some Friday it'll come out. Yeah, it, it'll be on a Friday at some point. Maybe maybe twenty twenty eight. Hey. Put it on with put it on with your payment and you make a million. Right. <laughs> so that way they can put my name out there too. But uh, <laughs> hey, I appreciate it, buddy. I, this was fun. This this was very lively and brought back a lot of good memories. Yeah, it was it was a fun, it was a fun podcast, man. I haven't been back in those. I ain't been back in my college years. I ain't talked about that so long, and you know, it, it's always a good time talking about hunting and doing all that stuff too. So. Yes, it is. But. Uh, all right, bud. Well, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll hit you up here in a little bit and let you know how it sounds. All right, buddy. I appreciate it, man. And thanks for having me on. And uh, like you said, man, we'll get, we'll get on here and do this again soon. Hey, we'll have to do one in person too. Oh uh, yes, sir. For sure. But, for uh, sure. Hey, especially yeah. I'll hit you up. I'll hit you up when I get up. Uh, maybe one time when I'm uh, driving through Charleston, I'll stop through while I'm going up to Ohio. All right. And, uh, We'll stop and do. We'll stop and do one, and we'll, I'll see you're in the neck of the woods right now. But <laughs> uh, you're living in up there. Ah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, I don't know when I'm visiting up north, but uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. We might stop by and stay the night, stay the night, and then uh, make it a shorter drive the next morning. So. All right, sounds good, buddy. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, 
Well, uh, hopefully, hopefully it sounds good. Hopefully, I don't sound too dumb or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry too much about that. I say I'm the host, so that that whoever's listening already knows it's going to be a bunch of stupidity coming out. <laughs> yeah, you, you ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> all love, brother. All love. Yeah, brother. yes, sir. But uh, all right, tell Blair I said hey, and we'll we'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, buddy. We'll holler at you, man. Later. Oh man, that that was a that was a good one. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, like I said, buddy from North Carolina, originally from uh, Canton area, Ohio, uh, North Carolina. He's from Glen Oak, uh, Canton, Ohio, living in North Carolina right now. Um, crazy good dude. Uh, a lot of fun to be around. His dog's pretty cool. Also, his girlfriend, she's she's top notch, man. She keeps him in check, um, but. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. I enjoyed that one. Um, I have to go make some memories with him while I'm sober this, here soon. But uh, uh, with that, um, it being a minute or an hour forty-five so far, I'm just going to leave it short and sweet here. Um, you know, get out there and live your life. Have fun. Go enjoy what you do. Um, and with that, I'm your host, Zach Fuhr, and this is Grindstone Grindstone Adventures podcast episode nine with Evan Maley. I'm out.